All right, hear me out, folks. I got a question for you. If you're walking down the street, you see $100, are you picking it up? Yeah, no shit. Of course you're picking it up. You take the money just like I would. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to mybookie.ag. Guys, it's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of person that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's double. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos, mid-September, MLB playoffs right around the corner, football has started, just because it's a baseball podcast doesn't mean... I'm not going to talk a little football. I'm a huge football fan. I was very excited that the Ravens completely kicked in their teeth over there in Miami. They probably could have put up a 65 spot, but the hardball was just like, you know what? Take a knee. Let's just get the hell out of here. And now all Raven fans, or a lot of Raven fans think Lamar's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback now. I love sport fans. Like I said, we're crazy. You know, when things go pretty well, we think it's the best thing ever. And when things go not so well, it's the worst thing that we've ever seen in sports. Now, my wife and I were actually selling our PSLs. This is going to be our last year for season tickets. If you're interested, it's two tickets, uh, section 533, a few rows back. Hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. If you're interested, we'll chat. And you can also hit me up on Twitter at Full Count Chaos, Instagram, Facebook, all the good shit. Just Google Full Count Chaos. There I am. The whole list comes down, and you'll be able to get a hold of me. Got a lot to go over, like I say, every single week. I want to talk about Mike Elias. Man, he kicked in the door, said this is what's going to happen, and just started cleaning house. I'll get into that, give my opinion about it. Hanser Alberto, I have a, I have an idea, I have a different opinion about him lately. I know I said months ago, I'm like, guys, he's not gonna, you're not going to see this again. Enjoy it while it lasts. This is it. This is not who he is. I don't know. I've kind of changed my opinion. I'll explain why. And, um, of course, the Bowie Bay Sox. Got to chat about them. But what uh, the New York Yankees minor league double-A team, uh, Thunder, what they did is, in my opinion, is Bush League bullshit. Go over that as well. But, hey, uh, congratulations to the Orioles. They are now a better team than they were last year in 2018, which still I, I don't understand. It blows me away knowing that the 2019 team has a better record than 2018. You, you had Manny Machado, Adam Jones, uh, Johnny Scope, Mancini, Buck Showalter as a manager, picked up a couple new pitchers they thought would help, and then pfft, I'm telling you it's going to be a 30-for-30 30 30 one day on ESPN about what happened to the 2018 Orioles. But it was fun watching them beat the Tigers Friday night, 6-2, to Trey Mancini with a home run. Tanner Scott, I love watching that guy pitch. 99 on the corner, good luck. He just does what he does. Strikes him out, walks off the mound. All right, what's next? Now, again, when you throw 100 miles per hour every now and then, the ball's going to meet the barrel. It's going to go a long way. And we all get that. We know that's going to happen. Speaking of exciting, 
Huh? How about Greg Brady? His real name, Barry Williams. You may know him as the actor slash musician or Greg Brady from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Came out the other day, Camden Yards threw out the first pitch. That was random. <laughs> Everyone under the age of 40, like, who is this guy with the perm throwing out the first pitch? Everyone, like, in their 60s, are you kidding me? Only the coolest guy ever. The oldest brother in the Brady Bunch. Actually, it's probably under the age of, like, 28. Like, I'm, I'm people in their 20s. I'm wondering if they were looking at him going, hey, that's, uh, that's Greg Brady from the Brady Bunch, because... I'm sure the kids here, their you know, grandfather or father, whoever make jokes about the Brady Bunch. But do, do people know who that guy is anymore? So I saw him and I'm like, what the hell? Why is Greg Brady trending? At first when you see someone trending, you're like, oh no. And you're like, oh, he's throwing out the first pitch. But the Dodgers uh, over this past week, they packed the house. Camden Yards was filled with blue. I don't blame them. A lot of Dodger fans wanted to see their team celebrate on the field. Now, which night it was going to be, I don't know. But I think we all had a good idea. It was going to be one of those nights. I I doubted, seriously had a large doubt that the Orioles were going to sweep the Dodgers. And uh, the Dodger fans weren't going to be able to see him celebrate in the middle of Camden Yards on the pitcher's mound. But the very first night, there you have it. Congratulations to the Dodgers. <laughs> Uh, There's a lot of bandwagon fans there, too, I'm sure. And they're still out there, folks. I know a few people who's married with two kids who's a bandwagon fan in football and baseball. You know, the best team, they wear their jersey, they go to their games. Those people still exist. I shit you not. So I'm wondering how many uh, bandwagon fans, but friends of mine did go to the first game when they played the Dodgers. They said they sat next to a couple fans who... They bought uh, tickets for all three games. They made it a week in Baltimore because they said they weren't sure which game it was going to be. They were pretty sure it was going to be one of the games, but they weren't sure, and they wanted to be there to watch them celebrate. So, man, it was just a sea of blue in Camden Yards. It was a weird look. You know, let's go Dodgers chant happened. But, look, when it's you got 5,000 Dodger fans trying to scream over 100 Orioles fans, it's pretty easy. Anyway, congratulations to the Dodgers. They clinched. Uh, might be three World Series in a row. I think I heard that the last time a major league team went to three World Series in a row, lost the first two, but then won the third one, was the Yankees in like 1924. So, you know, we might get to see history. Last team to do it 100 years ago if the Dodgers go to the World Series and win, which I have a feeling they're going to do that. I don't know. Keep an eye out for that. Oh, something funny happened, by the way. I do have to mention this. Uh, Saturday, they play Texas in Camden Yards. And I always talk about on this show, anytime a fly ball comes near me and it's zipping towards me, I'm out of there. I always laugh at the people trying to stand up and try to catch it. And they're like, oh, I don't know why my finger's bending a 90-degree angle right now. It's because you tried to catch a baseball going 110. So I'm always talking about I dive out of the way. But a friend of mine, Saturday, and you can see it, it's a Ruiz home run, right center field. <laughs> And laugh now because I know he's okay. Got smacked right in the forehead of his home run. And the ball hit his forehead and bounced like 20 rows back. <laughs> and, of course, we all hear about this. A buddy of mine pulled it up on YouTube because we knew, you know, the camera's going to show where the ball's going. And lo and behold, there he is. He's like, oh, I'm going to get a ball going 110. Boom! Hits his forehead. Now he's wearing an eye patch. Has like four stitches. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm telling, I always tell you guys, get the hell out of the way. So that was entertaining. (laughs) They didn't exactly have the best series against Texas, but over last weekend, that was fun. 
And speaking of fun and having fun, guys, I've mentioned this before. You want to increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. I'm hooking you up here. You get a fr- free BlueChew.com, same ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, and you can even take them on an empty stomach, day or night. It doesn't matter. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever, wherever, when the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function, more confidence, where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Listen up, guys. This is all you have to do. BlueChew.com. When you log on, you use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Okay? A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. BlueChew.com. Go on there, log on, have the instructions. I've already done it. So if you have any questions, you can uh, you can shoot me an email as well. I'll tell you all about it. But I'm telling you, visit BlueChew.com. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Gentlemen, you won't be sorry. I promise. We now return to your regular programming. So Villar's home run Wednesday night, uh, number 6,106, broke the record for uh, home runs in one season. And it's going to continue to go up this year, obviously. Uh, his home run, 443 feet, just absolutely destroyed the ball. That was awesome watching that. And I do have a feeling, a little sneaky feeling, that somehow, some way, these baseballs won't be flying out of the park like like this year. On uh, the Friday night game against Detroit, they posted on the TV that last year there's three players that hit 40-plus home runs. This year, there's already six, and there's 16 teams that are about to break their franchise record for home runs. It's ridiculous. It's out of control. And, you know, some of the youngsters out there, they might love watching the home run derby. I just, some of these one-handed swings that go 450 feet, it's like, come on. Even the home run Friday night that Trey Mancini hit in the right field, that didn't even look like it was going to go out. I thought it was going to be a routine catch. You'd think, you know, after all this baseball and these juice balls we've been watching this year, I would know better by now. But it's still just like every time it goes over, you're like, holy shit. Anyway, and then we uh, got to see Austin Hayes. He's had, he had three uh, hits that same night that um, Villar hit that home run. I like Austin Hayes. You know, I know since he's been here, he's been batting 250, one RBI to 14 at-bats. He's got that swagger. It's like, you know, been there, done that. He, I like him in center field. He's always where he needs to be. Never looks like he has to make a last-second move to the ball because he wasn't in the right spot. He's great. And even Gary Thorne during the game said uh, he has a hunch that Austin Hayes is going to be a long-time Major League outfielder. So that was kind of cool. And speaking of Gary Thorne, I don't know. I got I got a kick out of this. He's interviewing Jonathan Villar, and, and Villar is a great interview. He's just a goofy guy. But at the end, Gary Thorne's like, "All right, gracias," and he says something else in Spanish. I don't know, but and it just reminded me of growing up. I think I was like twelve or ten years old. A friend of mine, his mom, every other week would take us to get Mexican food. It was like a Chi-Chi's restaurant. I don't think they have Chi-Chi's anymore. Although you can buy the dip and chips in the store, but I used to love that food. I'm sure if I ate it now, I'd be like, this tastes like ass. But his mom took like a two-week course at the local community college of, of learning Spanish. So she would always want to take us to the Mexican restaurant so she could show off her talent that now she knows how to speak Spanish. You know, the waiter would come up. She's like, me amo Kathy. And she would like introduce my friend and I to the uh, waiter and in Spanish, you know, the guy standing there, he's like, you know, from Jersey, like, ma'am, I don't even speak Spanish. Just tell me what the hell you want. You know, I'm sitting there too, like I'm starving. I want a burrito, but she's got to go through the whole menu and speak in Spanish. It's like, come on, lady, get your shit together and order the damn food. I'm starving. 
That just made me laugh. Gary's trying to <laughs> show off his Spanish. Hello. Hola. Good morning. Buenos dias. Good afternoon. Buenas tardes. Good night. Buenas noches. Previn here at Billy Bay Sox again made it to the Eastern League Finals. They play uh, the Thunder, and they're actually the double-A team for the Yankees. And the Yankees are pulling some uh, Bush League bullshit. And I, I get that it's not against the rules, okay? I don't need Captain Obvious sending me a tweet or an email and be like, no, well, that, that's not against the rules. They can do this. What I'm talking about is all their pitchers that they're in rehab, they're pitching them in the, the series with the Bay Sox for Trenton. So you got Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino, Dylan Patantin's in there throwing at these guys. I'm like, come on. Everyone can eat shit. It's like taking, it's like when uh, in high school, you know, your JV team makes a championship team and you send some varsity guys down there to help out. Whatever. It's probably a bad example. I think high schools did that, don't they? It's been a while since they played high, high school sports. I'm pretty sure that's what they did. So anyway, game one, the uh, Bay Sox lost. Uh, game two, they actually won seven to two and Luis Severino comes out and pitches three to two thirds inning pitch. And he gives up five hits, four runs. But in game three, unfortunately, they lost five to two. Dylan, Pat- Dylan Batantis did pitch one inning. Cedric Mullins had a home run off him, so that was kind of cool. I hope Cedric gets his shit together. I hear he's doing well lately towards the end of the season, so hopefully he'll come up in Baltimore, help him out next year. But it was kind of cool because Chris Davis, Mark Trumbo, and Dylan Bundy, I heard, uh, sent over some food and a good luck to the Bay Sox for uh, hoping they uh, they win and are champions of the world so good luck to them i just think what the yankees are doing it's like come on you know that's bullshit you know what you're doing just for a championship down in double a you cocksuckers all right moving on now michael Elias. there are some big moves that happened with the orioles now uh, this past couple weeks past couple months basically all season some shit's been going down but michael Elias knew he was hired to clean up this dog shit mess we know as the orioles okay he wasn't just hired to make some good draft picks every June. So, I'm sure you heard, but if you didn't, the Orioles, they made, they had more firings. And according to sources, it says this time in player development, uh, letting go 14 in organization player development, high A Frederick manager Ryan Miner, pitching coach Justin Lord, hitting coach Bobby Rose, Jeff Manto, I'm sure a lot of you don't know these names, Don Werner, uh, Jack Graham, and so on and so on. Just a lot of people down the list. 25 employees in scouting development have been sent home since Elias has been here. Again, he's kicking down the door. He's cleaning house. And this is what he was hired to do. He wasn't hired just to come in and kind of you know get a new manager in there and, and, and get some good picks in the drafts in the next few years. He was brought in here to clean this mess up and there's a lot of mess to clean up you never like to see people get fired but this is what he needed to do and i think it's funny because you know people thought he was great just from drafting adley it's like when he drafted adley everyone's like i really like this guy elias he's smart he knows baseball i really like this guy it's like i don't care they could have had a 10 year old in there who knows baseball they would have probably drafted adley rushman I could have done that. I would have been in there and everyone would be like, man, this this Nate guy, he is, he is on point. Guy's got a podcast. <laughs> now he's drafting great picks. But, you know, again, he's actually fixing a shit show. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, that entails firing people. It's, he's just cleaning up. And I'm excited. And I feel bad. I felt guilty when I read that. I got really excited. 
and I shouldn't have because it's someone losing their job. It's someone with a family or, or whatever the situation is. But <laughs> just being a fan of the game, fan of the Orioles, and you want them to do well because you're spending your money and, and all your time into these guys, if someone's coming in and taking care and, and cleaning up and you're seeing moves being made, and obviously there's a reason Michael Elias fired these guys because it's very specific. So there's a, I'm sure there's a lot more. I'm sure everybody is on ease or heads on a swivel. If you work in the Orioles organization, which you should, because you haven't really been doing your job, and the Orioles minor league system has been terrible. That we they haven't been able to grow arms down there. Everyone's always going, "What the hell is going on down there? Where are all these pitchers coming up and then they stink?" So I'm sure we're going to see more on Michael Elias's moves in the next few years. Because man, this rebuild is just starting. Now, in the beginning of the show, I was talking about Hanser Alberto. Now, I've given the guy some shit, and I, I feel bad. When I mean giving him some shit, I keep saying, like, oh, it's impossible. This guy is not going to keep up what he's doing. It's funny to see that the guy is actually doing this well because of his past, and he doesn't have, it's not like he's got 12 years of being bad. But, you know, he's been in the league since 2015, and that's not that far ago. It's not that far ago. Long ago. Come on, learn English. I got, I got Spanish on the mind. You know, in 2015, batting average, 20, uh, 222, 143, then 241. And I know a lot of people say, well, batting, adri- batting averages really don't mean much. It's about the uh, OBP, slugging, OPS, all that good shit. All right, his, uh, <laughs> you want to go there. Uh, it's not the best either. Uh, 2016, he had 143, 161 slugging, 304 OPS. Now, obviously, he's he's tearing the, tearing the ball up in 2019. His OPS is 787. So good for him. He's doing he's doing great. I'm proud of the guy, but here's what I'm talking about. I could be wrong on this guy, Hanser Alberto. Okay, again, he doesn't have the best glove. He's got a good arm. I mean, they put him on third base for his arm, and I think over the over the season he's gotten more accurate. Some of the throws, you're like, oh boy, what was that? But will he do it again? And now, instead of being like, no, I don't see it happening, I'm gonna say maybe. It's a great possibility. Here's why. Because I was sitting and thinking about this the other day. I'm like, well, there are a lot of players out there who are late bloomers. You know, for example, like Jose Bautista. I mean, he came in the league in 2004, and he didn't start putting up numbers until I guess he found a good pharmacist. And then in 2010, he just started destroying the ball. And again, Jose Bautista, I'm sure some of you remember he was an Oriole at one time. You know, it took him six years to get going. Remember Jamie Moyer? He pitched for 24 seasons. You know, it wasn't until he turned 36 that he started to, you know, get the top 10 Cy Young votes. I think he said, I had it written down somewhere. It's like out of his 267 wins for his career, 233 of them came after he turned 30 years old. Then you got Nelson Cruz. We all know Nelson Cruz. That's still a touchy subject for a lot, including me. But it took him about five years to get going. Took him to find the right pharmacist. Wait, what did you say? This is fun. Let's go to a couple more. Try to convince you that uh, Hanser Alberto, this is him. This is who we're seeing. Uh, Scott Brosh is from the Yankees. Remember him? It wasn't until 1998, the age of 31, that he finally shined. Let everyone know what he was doing. And, of course, we all know the 98 Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball history. But it wasn't Derek Jeter. It wasn't Bernie Williams. It wasn't Mariano Rivera. It was Scott Brosh who won the MVP for the 1998 World Series. Uh, again, Al Leiter, I know he's a pitcher, but for 19 seasons in the major leagues, 
It wasn't until he was 29 years old he finally won more than nine games in one season. I mean, this happens. Uh, Jason Worth, I was never a fan of his. I, I thought he was kind of like a Bryce Harper. He just seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder and he was such a D-bag. And then he looked like a homeless guy for the past last few seasons of his career. But he didn't take off really until age 28 in 07 for the Phillies. That season he batted, it was, what was it, uh, 298. But that was in 94 games. And then since then, he, he's hit, he hit like over 20 home runs in each season. He finished eighth in MVP in 2010. So, again, it's just a list of a few people. You know, there's many more out there. Late bloomers. But I'm just thinking, look, it's not like Hanser Alberto's been in the league for 10 years. And this is just one of those years. Maybe this is it. Maybe uh, they're on to something. So we'll see what's going to happen. Now, this is going to be a shorter episode because i got to get going here. <laughs> I'm actually going on vacation. I won't be back until uh, about two weeks. So next week, unfortunately, I'm sorry, there won't be a new episode. But there will be a couple guests that are coming on the show. Uh, the one for the Orioles and another, somebody does a Yankees podcast. And yeah, I know. I uh, <laughs> Trust me. I don't like anything about the Yankees. Uh, but we've kind of become really cool over the uh, past year or so. And I, he, they invited me on the podcast. They were actually going to talk shit in the beginning of the year. I think I mentioned this. And uh, it kind of backfired because the Orioles beat them like three out of four in the beginning of the season. We all remember that. There's people going, see, I told you they'd make the playoffs like seven games into the season. But he's going to come back on. We're going to talk shit to each other. Uh, the playoffs are starting. So I said, fuck it. I'll have you on. We can talk shit. Uh, but I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks. No episode next week. I actually got to get going now. Like The plane is, is taking off in like an hour. So, folks, I appreciate it. I haven't got to see the game yet on Saturday, but I have a feeling it's not going to go well. It's going to go in like extra innings, walk-off grand slam, Detroit wins. I just have a hunch. But anyway, folks, till next time, see ya. See ya.